Robocop, the future of law enforcement. Welcome to Nostalgia, a chronological exploration of every NES game released in North America. I'm Mike. I'm Sean. And I'm Joe. And guys, it's worth saying I record that every single episode, that and welcome to Nostalgia. I always do it the same way, but it has to be re-recorded every single time. It's not just a copy-paste job. Yeah, we keep forgetting to save it. Uh, It's funny because I never hear you doing it again, so that's a little suspicious. Whoa! (laughs) That's a that's, problem with your headphones, buddy. <laughs> it just yeah, can't pick up that word. Right. In fact, if listeners are listening to this episode and they don't hear anything, that's a problem with their headphones. You guys probably want to get those checked out because right now you're just listening to silence. If you plug in your headphones, you should hear us. Yeah, probably anytime you're listening to silence, the podcast is playing and there's something wrong with your headphones. Or if you're listening to silence, chances are you're not listening to the podcast, in which case you should be hitting play. True. Sean, what the hell are we here to talk about today? Well, there's a little something called RoboCop, and it's based off a movie, uh, also called RoboCop from from the '80s. It's a it's an '80s movie, believe it or not, uh, where there's a a cop that's also a robot, and, and he lives in Detroit. And like he raises a family, and you okay, wait, like, but he wasn't always a robot. <laughs> no, 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 no. And you kind of raise his robot, half half robot, half human family. It's sort of like a, a it's like a Sims, an early Sims like. I also might not have played the right game. Interesting. Okay. Um. Well, I'll tell you that RoboCop was kind of a. He was a cop. Then he got like shot on the job. Then they reanimated his lifeless body into a cyborg RoboCop, and that's how he becomes RoboCop. Forget that his name was Lieutenant Alex Murphy. They just just like yeah, scrap the name. He's RoboCop now. Like oh, he, you he know what? I did lost play this. his name. I did play this game. Oh, very cool. Yeah. And if the movie wasn't enough, there were uh, sequels to the movie, and then a reboot of the movie. I saw a trailer for it that starred Samuel Jackson, and just seemed kind of soulless. But that came out in like the 2010s. Uh, with back when they were just remaking all these 80s action film stuff. And then there was a cartoon for kids, too. And I don't think RoboCop really lends itself to like <laughs> animated kids cartoon Saturday morning stuff. Yeah, the movie's pretty violent. Yeah, it alludes to a misunderstanding of RoboCop, I think. Sort of like Starship Troopers. Well, because I do remember before I knew really anything about the movie, I had this really cool RoboCop toy. That had like a lot of different like light-up functions and, and you know like laser sounds and stuff. And like that's how I knew RoboCop was from this cool toy. And then I saw the movie when I was a little older, and I was like, "Damn, this is a this is a violent movie." It's funny that you mentioned that, Joe, because with a lot of movie video games that we've been getting, they've been pretty safe bets, like Back to the Future and Who Framed Roger Rabbit. But we also got Rambo at one point, and that's a a violent like movie as well. What it was did we get? We got another like anti-war movie that got turned into um, a video game as well. It was I can't remember what that one was, but. My point being that sometimes we get these games that don't really feel like they're for the market that was playing NES video games at the time. RoboCop kind of bleeds into both territories. Like, it's fine if you didn't see the movie because it's just a cool idea that this is a robot cop that you control. Like, that works in video game form. I don't think kids needed to go see the 
presumably rated R movie uh, to understand what was happening in the video game. They just maybe this was their only way to get access to RoboCop. Yeah, but then it also like follows the plot beats for the most part. Uh, so that also is that. Um, but like you, they're also not very. It, you don't really need to know what the plot beats mean. They're just like, oh, that's the scene from the movie. But it also could just be a scene in a video game. It, it's no different than the Spider-Man 2002 video game that came out a week before the movie and spoiled the entire movie. Yeah. If you managed to beat it in time, you actually watched that, the yeah. Green Goblin get killed by the glider, and it's oh, like, yeah. oh, now you spoiled the movie for anyone who hasn't seen it. Well, I'll tell you one thing that I, I definitely didn't spoil the part that Spider-Man is not allowed to uh, fall from the buildings because they're just clouds below them. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Right, right. Yeah, the buildings, New York City buildings are so tall that the clouds yeah. are below <laughs> the buildings. But now I guess I've spoiled that part too, Joe. So You spoiled yeah, New York yeah. City. Yeah, I spoiled so, yeah. Don't go on a trip to New, <laughs> New York, York City, City now. It's all spoiled. <laughs> Bring it back to RoboCop. Uh, I do think, though, that even if you were too young to have seen it, it was like, I, I feel like it was a big enough pop culture moment and it was just like a part of the, of like the pop culture of the day that like if you were a kid in the 80s, you were very aware of RoboCop, thought, probably thought he was cool. And like if you hadn't seen it, you pretended you had seen it with your friends. So like it was probably still enough to get kids interested in the RoboCop game, I'm guessing. RoboCop is kind of in the same camp as the Terminator for me. And funny enough, they did wind up making like a game on the Sega Genesis, RoboCop versus the Terminator, uh, which is interesting as well. <laughs> like um, Alien versus Predator. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They never made that movie, though. They should have made RoboCop versus mm -hmm. the Terminator. Um, all this to say that, uh, yeah, the movie doesn't really mean much to me. I, I grew up long after it, and it's not really like in my cultural zeitgeist of things. So when I when I turned on the video game and everything, it was it, it was about what I expected for a RoboCop movie video game, which is great because we've been getting a lot of movie video games that feel like they're really stretching out the idea of translating the movie into video game form. And RoboCop just kind of gets it and makes it this action, beat 'em up, run and gun crossover style game that just focuses on the the violence of beating teenagers it seems like there's a lot of teenagers that i'm kicking the crap out of i don't i don't know if they if <laughs> they're, they're just way shorter than you <laughs> yeah, yeah okay just, i guess yeah, that's what's giving me the, right i never thought about how big robocop might be <laughs> that he's like potentially seven foot like did, like did are his legs extended from his regular sized legs like did they make him taller <laughs> not in I the mean... movie not maybe in the video game i, I think he is he, he's taller he's taller than human him but i mean it has been a long time since I've seen the movie, but uh, what, what I g going back to like this whole oh this is just a straight up video game version. Uh, it is refreshing that something that simple uh, and something that I think at the beginning of this podcast we'd be like oh we're gonna be really sick of this of just like just make it a, a side scrolling action game like it doesn't need to be a capitalism simulator with uh, <laughs> uh, with Ghostbusters or. How, you need to learn how to navigate uh, open waters in Jaws or even uh, something as down to earth as uh, Knight Rider where it's it's more so about uh, just the driving things, which I which which is still probably what you wanted to play with Knight Rider, but it wasn't what the what the show was fully about. 
Um, so I, yeah, I, I was actually pleasantly surprised that it was this simple. And they make a choice to, you know, if I, if I'm going to bring it close to Contra here, right? Like they make it a choice to be both a beat em up with your, your fists in close combat. And then in certain sections, you get to kind of use a gun. There, there are sections where you're not allowed to use a gun. That's not clear to me. So I'm not going to try to explain that, but basically like sometimes you got to use your fists. And other times, I guess RoboCop deems it safe. Yeah, he just guns. decides. Yeah. Yeah. He decides for you. At first, I was like, oh, did I push a button that like unequipped my gun? But no, it's just not, you're not allowed to use a gun in that space. Uh, so there, there is like this mix of both close combat um, action uh, game and then this more Contra-like run and gun style game where you can shoot in every direction, including diagonals, which is great. Always good to yeah. see a game that doesn't uh, force you to just shoot up, down, left, and right. But you do this in a um, in a world in which RoboCop, no matter how tall he is, cannot jump. Well, I think it, I, I was also thinking about this. I'm like, well, did we ever see RoboCop jump? Like, he's a big, heavy, like, thing of metal. I, I don't know if I'm just, if I'm giving them an out here or if that is sort of like canon. <laughs> I kind of thought that about the whole way that he moves. He doesn't jump, he feels very heavy, moves he, very slowly, but in a way that seems like this like menacing, yeah, t- made like of heavy metals, literally Terminator type character. Which is yeah, that kind of jokey walking like a robot, like as a joke. Yeah, yeah, but it it, it felt <laughs> Right from what I remember, the way that he moves in the movie, I don't know that that making someone in in this type of two D side scrolling game feel like he moves like RoboCop also translate to translates to like fun movement, but it felt it didn't feel out of place. Yeah, I think the the combination of the no jumpingness. Uh, because whenever I think, think back to the movie, like I, I can hear like servos moving when he walks, but I don't know if that's just my brain playing, playing tricks on me of what I should think to expect. But between that and the amount of punishment you can take from the enemies and just sort of the simplicity of his like attack arsenal, whether it's guns or, or punches, uh, it, it just, it felt right. And yeah, it's not a not a bad design choice given that you're then forced to you know you can't skip over anything right but the problem becomes that the way that they design the levels is just a series of corridors and walking up or down stairs uh there there's no platforming whatsoever but there's no inventive like uh navigation system at all it's just walk uh from the left to the right and then um you know here's a staircase Go up that staircase now. That you will have a lot of trouble navigating. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, The staircases uh, in particular, they didn't really work out the kinks there. You have to be (laughs) in the perfect spot for those staircases to walk up or down them. I think I had more trouble walking down them than up them for some reason. I also did. Yes. Yeah. But it doesn't, it it doesn't matter most of the time because as long as you clear the enemies off the screen, they don't respawn unless you also are moving. So it's fine, but there are some scenarios where it's very frustrating. Where there's like a guy who it's like they want you to go down the stairs and take care of him, but I, man, if I could just get down the stairs first, this wouldn't be a problem. <laughs> it, it's so silly because even when like after I was done playing and I was like, okay, now how does what does it look like when somebody that really knows how to play this game plays this game? Uh, and even like the 
no hit uh best run was like fumbling down the stairs i'm like okay i feel related right now i feel seen am i misremembering i know that in robocop like one of the only things i remember is like the the big bad robot in the end can't handle (laughs) stairs but does 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 robocop himself at one point have i don't know going downstairs in the movie i like that we just keep canonizing faults (laughs) (laughs) like like i'm not i'm not implying that i think that the developers did that on purpose i just think it would be funny if that were the case i i I vaguely remember that but yeah i don't i don't think that it was an intentional design choice i don't remember that in the movie, were there also people who tried to attack RoboCop but just conveniently jump kicked over his head? Yes, that was most enemies. They would just jump kick <laughs> over and they would just keep running. I thought that was funny that like most enemies are are easily punishable, right? There's not too many other than guys with guns at a at a distance point that it's like, oh, I kind of gotta also line up and make sure my diagonal shot or whatever lines up with theirs most people that are charging at you in this game are meant to just you know one hit ko robocop is you know all invincible and super strong and all that uh and that's fine and that's fun and it works from when you're supposed to feel like a badass i think we were talking about this with knight rider it's like if kit doesn't feel like the coolest car in video games what's the point and uh, you know with robocop i think they kind of embraced his overpoweredness maybe uh i don't know like the enemies themselves though could have been something more than just people that run up to you and try to punch you or people that jump kick over your heads or later on it becomes machine weapons that shoot from a distance. Like maybe they could have figured out something else to play with the idea that you can't jump, uh, but other enemies can. It's kind of funny that the idea of that boils down to then them jumping over you and missing you completely. Now, do you think that RoboCop should have been more of like a a beat-em-up? Or I'm not implying that's what you're saying, but uh, do you think this was the correct genre for a RoboCop game? I do think it was the correct genre for a RoboCop game, especially after having played Contra. Like this feels like people who learned the right lessons from a successful video game and, you know, pretty much ripped it off and fit it onto the skinned it onto the appropriate IP. And for the most part, whether this game is um, dynamic enough to be played in 2022, it played just fine for me. Like, I, I was playing through the levels. I felt good about um, both the player skill and the game difficulty to enjoy this yeah. game enough. I agree. I I think that, uh, you know, maybe even, like, the way that I'm talking about it, I'm not giving an accurate representation of how I felt about this game. I mean, I feel like the the, on paper, I agree with everything you guys are both saying. I mean, I think this, this game played fine. It, it, you know, it, it made sense. I just didn't really have much fun with the, like, with the, the, the movement, I guess, and, like, the, the gameplay loop. And it's hard for me to really put my finger on it because it's not that much different than, like, other kind of, like, side-scroller beat-em-up-ish games that we played like this. But it just, it just felt, even if it was intentional to make him slow and powerful feeling like that, just made it feel a little clunky to me, like, like even. No, I totally like, get what you're saying. Even if I'm factoring in the fact that it was deliberate, yeah. you know, it just felt like it felt like it was clunky. Enemies never presented too much of a challenge, so like the combination of like my movement, it it, it felt a little bit more like I was. There were a lot of times where I felt like I had to like kind of work through a chore of just getting through 
really boring parts of the level to get to the next interesting thing. And then there'd be an interesting boss battle that was pretty fun. But like there was a, just a lot in between that felt like <laughs> like robotic. Yeah, I mean, I think that this game, um, it, there's nothing really crazy in terms of like the gameplay and what you do. Like there's a cool like fun moments where there'll be like a trap a trap wall that you have to break a wall to get through to not get crushed or like there'll be new enemy types like helicopters that you have to shoot from below and there's that hostage uh, situation that's the kind, hostage of, situation. kind of fun they 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 drew it out a little too long but yeah so the, there's little moments that that break the monotony but like what i liked about this game wasn't even so much how it felt to play or like the gameplay itself i just I think that if I can just move to like the visual presentation of this game for a bit, it, it's one of the coolest looking games uh, that we've played on here yet, uh, so far to me. Uh, whereas in a lot of these side scroller games, a lot of the games seem to take place into just like random corridors that have uh, just textures. This like you're 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 walking through the city of Detroit you're going through like a a, a factory you're you're in a an office building and the thing that i liked about this stuff is between the detail and the backgrounds and the character sprites it it actually felt like a real place that you're side scrolling through instead of just a uh a textured path so a lot of my enjoyment came from just the art of the game yeah, even the ro the RoboCop sprite is great. The uh, cutscenes between levels are really uh, cutting edge pixel art. Uh, Maybe a yeah. little funny uh, to some people <laughs> nowadays, but I don't know. I thought it was it was pretty gorgeous work. But I do agree with what you're saying, uh, Sean. But I did want to go back to what Joe was talking about with the the movement, and I don't even think it's so much his speed or whatever. I think it's just the lack of movement options in this kind of game. That make that might make the gameplay feel more monotonous, not necessarily boring, but repetitive and just nothing really changes. Uh, we see, you know, new locate new locations. We're following a very clear story. Uh, our character is very capable from the beginning. Doesn't necessarily gain any new power ups. Gain some new weapons along the way, uh, but nothing really changes from the beginning to the end of the game. So if you're not loving how this game starts out there's a good chance it's not going to evolve for you. And maybe that's what you were experiencing, Joe. Yeah, I think that's it. Because like I said, I agree with all those like things in between where I'm like, oh, this part's fun. And this is an interesting like break of the format. But like getting to them um, just did not present anything fun. And also, just to, for the record, I also agree that uh, it looked a very good looking game. But, but just something about it was like, I think a lot of it, yeah, a lot of it boils down to uh, there being absolutely no variety when it comes to the actual, like, melee, like, the, the hand-to-hand -hand combat. Like, you would almost think that, like, maybe you should just get rid of that aspect of the game, just make it about shooting people, um, if you're not going to make it so that he has more than just a punch. I mean, yeah, taking out every enemy with just one punch... <laughs> I guess that feeds the power fantasy, but it doesn't really lend itself to uh, a very interesting beat-em-up portion 
of this RoboCop game. I think like, if maybe if it was just even more focused, just make it Contra-like and maybe add a couple more guns or more uh, enemies with guns, uh, then it would have more variety from from that, like more focused so that they can focus on that. The RoboCop UI or the stats that you have available to you are energy and power, but it feels like they have these reversed, at least if I understand it correctly in the manual, in that the way that the game listed out is energy is if you have a lot of that, that's your strength. And uh, the power is like your uh, electrical power, and that's your uh, HP. So if you run out of power, you run out of HP. But I feel like the power should be indicative of your strength, and the energy should be your HP. (laughs) That if you run out of energy, you ran out of HP, not the other way. But I guess they're referring to energy as like the solar power of uh, RoboCop and the power as more of the electrical like circuitry system of RoboCop. I don't know. I just thought this was funny. You have to collect these to stay alive throughout the level. It kind of acts like a time limit in some regards because if you, uh, you know, your power, which is the one that's HP, see how hard it is for me to remember this, folks? Yeah. <laughs> uh, your power just constantly drains Again, at a very slow speed, though, so nothing to be too worried about. I thought it was energy that slowly drained. No, the energy is your strength, right? So, oh, maybe you're right, though. Maybe your strength slowly gets sapped out of you. I don't think it actually has any... power is obviously the one that is marked with a P. Yes, so power... Energy is the one that's marked with a T? (laughs) Well, that's the time. Yes, (laughs) that's the time, Time. which is also your energy. It's why it's like your... You're, it's basically just your batteries running out. You need to go recharge, yeah. and then you just shut down on the spot if you run out of it. <laughs> uh, where, where, so, like, they should have just used one. Like, just call it either energy or power, and then the other one is damage. It doesn't... It, it's silly this way, because uh, I don't think, like... It, it doesn't have anything to do with your strength. Like, you, your punches are... You, you kill in one hit one way or the other. So, right. it's... Yeah. It, it's, so, the, it's energy, stuff. the energy decreases gradually as you play. And the manual helps clear this up because to give yourself more energy, just pick up battery rechargers. Sure, that's a thing that exists. And then for power, to build up your power so that you can take more hits, pick up power food. The hell is that? Yeah, power food. (laughs) It's like, you know, they had this whole conceit going of like energy and power and like the power indicator shows you how many more times you can get hit to stay alive and just eat your power food, folks. Like patented (laughs) RoboCop power food. Kale, kale and beets, I think, are probably superfoods. Kale. That's funny. Uh, all this to say that it was just needlessly complicated, right? Like, uh, I, I think, Sean, your solution's best of just give us one bar and just have us that be the HP. Well, I meant more so just name the one that, ha- that has to do with your damage and just call it damage. <laughs> oh, but then maybe yeah, that like could be interpreted. Yeah, doing. that could be interpreted as the damage that you do. Not the damage you've received, but the power could be interpreted as the power of the enemy. You're yeah, facing. it's it's better than uh, the difference between energy and power. I'll be honest; I thought the power was indicating how much power I had left on my NES. Oh, <laughs> yeah, I thought that it was just slowly draining my NES power. They say that not to leave be. the carts on for overnight. That's, That's also true. in the manual. Don't put them on a chair. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Next next beat, because we're we're definitely falling off the track here. 
there there were guns in this game and we talked about how it's funny that robocop lets you doesn't let you choose whether it's time to use your guns or not but when he does choose to use your guns you have more than uh just the pistol uh available to you so you uh, in the manual, they refer to them as the Auto-9, the Machine Gun, and the Cobra Gun. And the Auto-9 has unlimited uh, shots. The Machine Gun and Cobra Gun, you have to pick up the ammunition. The good news is is that it's not like you pick up the Cobra Gun and then you must use it until you run out of ammunition, which we've seen with a good amount of NES games. This one actually allows you to pause the game, and then that creates like an inventory system where you can cycle through the guns. A system that uh, I feel like a lot of games could have adopted. Uh, We've been talking about Contra a lot, so I'll bring that one up again. That would have been great if you didn't have to just like sacrifice your current power-up to then get the new power-up if you could have paused the game and cycled between them. I think there's a ROM hack for that, but uh, (laughs) RoboCop just does it naturally in the game. Uh, and it's just the, I, I appreciate that we're seeing that kind of modernization because I don't think that exists in any other game. There's like, uh, unless it, they're like, you know, okay, in RPGs, you'll have to go to a separate screen that takes a full couple seconds to load. Uh, and then you go and you select the, the uh, axe of might or whatever. And then it takes a couple seconds to bring you back to the screen. And now you can use it. But just pause press up or down, or select, select, whatever, and then your weapon's there, and you get back right to the action. I just appreciate how seamless it is. It's very good. Also, and I don't want this to be just another situation where we're trying to find uh, uh, canonizing faults in the game, (laughs) and we really, we definitely should have rewatched this movie before recording this episode. (laughs) Um, But is it a thing in RoboCop where, like, his computer decides when it's okay to use gunfire. Is that a thing? Oh, like uh. he's being told by the police. Yeah, when he is can that use a gun? Yeah, that's what I'm. That's what I'm thinking. Maybe I don't know. I think that that rings a bell. I only saw the movie one Doesn't time, it? but I yeah. feel like there was like a point where he couldn't because there was an innocent person, or like there was it, he. It was <laughs> I could be just totally off, but like <laughs> that that something was tricking his computer into like thinking that it was. That like it was too Friendly dangerous fire. to use a yeah, gun or something. Know. I don't know. I like yes, it when we just definitively yes. <laughs> I like that you've made me look it up just to see if I could find anything. And um, the main weapon used by RoboCop is the Auto Nine, which is true. It's also in the the game here. Uh, it's a Beretta ninety three R machine pistol in real life, but it was heavily modified for the film, featuring a longer barrel with an enormous. Uh, flash hider shaped like a casket blah 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 but then i like it at the end the guy goes on a rant about how like you know robocop fires this weapon in three round bursts but the fictional stats of the weapon which is funny in itself that there's fictional stats for a weapon claim it has an implausibly huge 50 round magazine which where would they be hiding those extra rounds of ammunition well that's why he's so tall it's in the the <laughs> still shoes. stands on yeah Okay, well, that much is true, right? Like, he does, he has the gun, like, in his leg. That part yeah. I remember. So the, the actual magazine is in the leg. And no, he no, no, he takes the gun, his... like, his leg opens up and he has, he takes the yeah. gun out from there. So, yeah, maybe he puts it back in and it gives him the other 40 rounds, I don't know. We should just name this episode a, a supreme misreading of Robocop. 
No, this is just like her story, okay? The video game. We are we are using keywords to find out the plot of the RoboCop movie without forcing ourselves to rewatch a uh, probably 95-minute movie. <laughs> on, a, on the good news, last week, uh, Knight Rider didn't have the theme song. RoboCop has the theme song, albeit a, a very short rendition. You gotta, you gotta hand it to them. That's that they that's really have worked it in there. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. We think, we, we think. think that's the theme song. <laughs> no, it's the theme song. I'm serious. I'm just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I get it. Yeah, now I understand. <laughs> and if you're figuring it out too, just now, then congratulations. You're slower than me. <laughs> We could also talk about the boss fights. We kind of glossed over that stuff. We could talk about the variety of the enemies. I don't necessarily think anybody wants to hear what we have to say about that kind of stuff. It's just more <laughs> I'd like of... to talk about the, uh, the heads-up display. Sure. Just because last week we had... Was the last week we had Knight Rider? Yeah. We did. Um, so last week we had Knight Rider, and we talked about that, how that was kind of like an important part in making you feel like it was kicked, you know? And I feel like there's room for that interpretation for RoboCop because, like, the only other thing other than, like, you being really powerful and, and blue and metallic <laughs> that makes you feel like a robot or a cyborg is, like, this heads-up display. I don't think that they put as much love into it as they did in, um, in, uh... Knight Rider? Knight Rider. <laughs> um... <laughs> But, like, I, I, I see what they were trying to do with some things that feel like they weren't necessary. Like, the, in the heads-up display, you have, like, an indicator that tells you how close you are to the boss. You also have, um, you have like, an infrared, uh, like, indicator that tells you when you're using your infrared technology, which I actually think is a very good thing because it takes that problem we've had with other games where there's, like, a hidden door that you would never find unless you knew where it was, and it gives you a hint as to where it is. Um, it you know it tells you when you're using when you're able to use which weapons. There's also an, another one I can't remember what this is that I'm looking at here, but it's an E on the right, and it did have a function. I don't remember. It tells you how much ammo you have. Yeah, I think that E is just like, oh, you're you're low on health right now, right. even though the it indicator for health is right danger. there. Yeah, I mean, oh, grand. So it's something you don't really need because you can see your health, but it does like lend itself a little bit to the like, oh, you're a robot, and this is like your heads up display telling you like the the data of what's going on within your within your suit or whatever you want to call it, like your body. Yeah, it's a little it's a little clumsy because uh, I don't think there needs to be something always on the screen that says, oh, you can punch here, like you're allowed to punch. Whereas, you know, there's only the one button for punching or shooting, and if you hit that button, that usually means that you're allowed to punch. Um, and, and yeah, but I do, I do agree that sort of putting, like, a diegetic reason for the heads-up display is cool, and this would be a situation where it makes sense, but it's a little... 
tuttle. It's not uh, fleshed out. It's not very fleshed out, yeah. Yeah, it's like they put it there because, like, oh, he's a robot. We should put that there. Let's throw a bunch of shit in it (laughs) (laughs) that you can look at. But it's like, doesn't feel like it. It doesn't feel exactly right, but I get what the what the idea was. The arcade game was the highest grossing arcade game of 1988 in Hong Kong. Specifically on Tuesday. (laughs) I just think that's so funny that like what warrants getting a mention on like Wikipedia (laughs) versus what doesn't, you know, Uh, granted Wikipedia is for the whole world and Hong Kong is. Part of the world. Part of the world. Yep. So got to be included, but I don't know. They never told us what the highest grossing arcade game in France was in 1988. They didn't have arcades. Well, maybe you just haven't looked up that arcade game's Wikipedia page. Yeah, I'll have to reverse search it. Uh, that's a <laughs> advanced strat for you, her story players. Uh, also, <laughs> <Stop> it reached <laughs> it reached number two on Japan's monthly game machine arcade charts. Again, another funny stat because. Is the game machine arcade charts like game machine is the company? So are they legitimate? Like who's tracking it? Is this just something they're putting out? What you know is number two something worth question writing down? Everything. Yeah, I don't know. I, I question just the specificity in the success of this game on home computers. The game sold over one million copies worldwide. Is that a lot? Like I'm, I'm. Confused. I mean, that it's sounds kind of a lot. Home computers all over the world. One million but in computers only in Hong Kong. Yeah. <laughs> it was especially successful in the United Kingdom, where it was the best-selling home computer game of the 1980s. That okay? That's definitely a stat. That yeah. feels big. Yeah, we got there. We got the there eventually. Home computer thing. Yeah. Yeah. Nothing about the success of the NES game at all. Uh, but don't you worry, RoboCop fans. There's a ton of RoboCop games. There's RoboCop, RoboCop, RoboCop 2, RoboCop 2, RoboCop 2, RoboCop 2, <laughs> RoboCop 2, RoboCop 2, RoboCop 2, and RoboCop 2. And if you're wondering why I said it that many times, there really are that many different versions of RoboCop 2. Not not just ports. We're talking about <laughs> that many versions of RoboCop 2 made for specific platforms by different companies. It's crazy. Well, because they're all named RoboCop 2 because they're named after RoboCop 2, the movie, right? Yes, yes. Okay. Yeah, I think yeah. that it's like, they're like, oh, they made a RoboCop game. Like, well, this is RoboCop 2. It's like T-O-O. <laughs> and they're all RoboCop 2. RoboCop as well. Yeah. More interesting stats as we go down the line here. Last week, we played Knight Rider, and that was um, uh, Acclaim Entertainment and uh, Pack-In Video was the developer Neither of them go on to make the RoboCop game, but Ocean Software, who uh, usually uh, gets these uh, game licenses, got the license to make RoboCop games for every platform but the NES, where Data East uh, took the the license for the NES games. And so, guys, we played a Data East game, and we didn't complain that much. Yeah, it's kind of crazy. And they even... Put their logo on some uh, a bunch of stuff, actually. Uh, right. They were so and it, proud of it. It never affected me. I never thought, you know, I don't have that association with Data East, like that, where it's that poor. 
So I never started the game and was like, oh, don't have high expectations for this. I just just kind of jumped right into it. Uh, yeah, who publishes the game doesn't really matter much to me. I don't know about you guys. No, it's only in hindsight that it's like, oh, that yeah, makes sense. Yeah, it's usually, sense. honestly, only during the recording of the podcast that I start thinking about that. Right. And um, there are actually three separate RoboCop games based on the original movie. There's an arcade game, which was originally developed by Data East and then ported uh, to a few computer platforms by Ocean. A different game developed specifically for European computers, as well as the Game Boy. So the Game Boy version didn't get an NES <laughs> port, it got a European computer port. And, uh, and then there's the NES game, which we played today, and we will play robocop 2 and robocop 3 all on the nes so uh excited to see if they ever let him jump well don't we also have robocop versus terminator on NES? Rob- that's snes <sighs> yeah i'm so sorry sworn. for your loss but when we get sworn. to when we get to snes nostalgia yes yep bound to happen just wait 2044 <laughs> when we're <laughs> old and alone Interesting uh, thing. We're going to do them all alone. <laughs> Interesting thing about the Robocop versus the Terminator uh, title screen. They chose to use the Terminator that is just the, after all the flesh has been burned off of him. Like, so it's just the robotic skull. I'm surprised they didn't go for the Arnold Schwarzenegger look on the, on the title screen since Robocop is completely armored. Well, I, I think that the, the Terminator skull is more iconic than just Arnold Schwarzenegger, you know? Like, you, you show me that, and I might think that I'm playing, like, a daddy daycare simulator or something. <laughs> Plus, if you see... I don't think he was in daddy daycare. I'm sorry. <laughs> I think you're thinking of kindergarten, kindergarten cop. Kindergarten cop, same thing. <laughs> but also, <laughs> if you see it, like, and you don't know of Terminator, you're just like, oh my god, this dude is going to fight that robot? Like, at least you see two robots. Yes. Cyborgs, I guess. They're both technically different types of cyborg, but... Yeah, that is the point that uh, in RoboCop versus the Terminator, a game that we're going into a lot of depth on, that for one we will never be playing, <laughs> uh, you fight all of the the Terminators, you know? So it's not the just the Arnold Schwarzenegger version. It's all the robot <coughs> wars part, uh, which is an interesting. I wonder if that works into the canon at all. I know that both the Terminator and RoboCop are in Mortal Kombat 11. That's, you know, that that's interesting, right? That's true. So, yeah, maybe the, the same company must own both of them. Uh, apparently, uh, uh, Sean, what you were thinking of, Daddy Daycare, that stars Eddie Murphy. And <laughs> I know, Eddie, I know. Eddie Murphy, <laughs> when you type in Eddie Murphy robot, uh, there's, there's not many movies that populate. I, I made a mistake, guys. Well, you're not allowed to make a mistake in this next section because it's legally binding, whatever you put down. And that is something we do every week called the Essential Games List. Sean, your legally binding vote. Well, before I cast my legally binding vote, I just, again, want to apologize to all of our listeners who are fans of RoboCop, like, more than just, like, cursory fans of the movie like if you actually knew the answers to the things that we were just sort of guessing and kind of showing a lot of disrespect to whoever that was that played robocop there's okay um, wait can i clear this up there's no way he didn't jump in the movie there's no way he was like that tall that he was taller than regular people by that much 
Uh, there's no way that his gun holds 50 rounds. Like, I know these things. It's not like I went in that blind. I'm not talking about just you, okay? There's several of us on this show. Okay, that's true. All right. Yeah, we don't all think Eddie Murphy was the Terminator. (laughs) Um, well, anyway, uh, aside from that, here that there's your apology. Uh, I I do like, I did enjoy the game. I did enjoy playing it. I I liked the the backgrounds. I I liked the the boss fights were cool looking. Um, but other than that, they're like I will forget that I played this game in like a couple of years uh, because there really isn't too much going on for it in terms of the gameplay itself. It's just like, oh, cool, Robocop. Um, so it's not essential. Joe? Yeah, I'd say that it's it's a very, to me, a very basic, I'd say average at best, uh, like side-scrolling game uh, for me. And, and I personally just didn't have a ton of fun with it. You know, it wasn't, I wouldn't say I would, like, hated it or it was bad, but it just didn't, it did not catch me, uh, like, really <laughs> in any particular way other than, like, Oh, kind of neat because it's RoboCop and, and it looks pretty. But um, yeah, did, didn't didn't love it, and definitely agree that I will probably forget that I've played this. Uh, maybe next week. So no. For, by the way, yeah, yeah. So no. Thank you. For me, RoboCop is a perfectly fine game, and perfectly fine doesn't get you on the essential games list. Uh, maybe I mean to say that I'm surprised that it wasn't terrible, given the uh, reputation that these movie games have. Uh, on the NES. However, uh, glad to see it break that streak, I suppose. But um, definitely, I, I wouldn't say I'm going to forget about it. I, I guess I'm going to use it as a reference point for, yeah, some movie video games don't suck, especially on the NES. Uh, you know, we don't really get movie video games at all now, right? Or at least maybe not the movies that I'm paying attention to. Like, they didn't make a nope I- video game, right? I, <laughs> I feel like they're, they're, they, they do like other ver- if it's like a comic booky thing they'll do like a game based on the content or based on the original source because the movie came yeah. out you know like they did Guardians of the Galaxy which is not based on the movie it's based on Guardians of the Galaxy but like I don't think they would have made that if the movie wasn't successful no Chris Pratt likenesses were harmed right yeah it's kind of crazy that there was no Frozen video game Kingdom Hearts 3 Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Pretty much was a frozen video yeah. game. With <laughs> and also there's Sora. probably Yeah, there's also probably some mobile games that have this stuff too. Like maybe that all got pushed onto the mobile platform. Yeah, you think anyone's yeah, gonna do a there. mobile retrospective uh in like forty years, like how we are doing for nostalgia? It's a great idea, Mike. Let's do it. All right. Another thing we'll sign ourselves <laughs> up for. Next week. We got a big one. It's Shadowgate. A lot of people on the uh, Discord, which is the Patreon-only thing, just go to our patreon.com slash nostalgia and join to get in on the Discord. A lot of people on the Discord have been talking about this, saying they can't wait for this episode. Well, joke's on them, because everybody gets it, actually. You don't have to pay for it, but um, you know you still can listen. However, you can't listen to the exclusive Patreon episodes, where we're going to be playing games like Bokosuka Wars. Now, that sounds crazy, and you're like, I never heard of that NES game. You know the drill by now. It's actually a Famicom game, but it's completely playable without any knowledge of Japanese. So, <laughs> right, you know, the whole deal. It's pretty damn cool, and it's worth $5 a month to listen to those episodes. <laughs> a month? It's $5 I, a month. I would have paid 5 bucks a week for that. <laughs> 
Yeah, I think so. I, I'd easily put down one hundred and fifty dollars a week per day <laughs> for one week each month. Wow. <laughs> Have you tried using a different, like, uh, like, note, like a musical note that you oh, go up to? Like a, and welcome to Nostalgia. Well, you don't have to, like, go up into falsetto, but you could mm-hmm. be like, and, instead of, <laughs> oh, and. Oh, oh, not like, don't hold it. No, no, no. Like, you can hold it, just oh. like at a different, uh, a different, different and tone. And welcome to Nostalgia. And welcome and to Nostalgia. And welcome to Nostalgia. And. 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 Welcome. Can you give me a B flat? <laughs> and. <laughs> me, me, me. I'm going to do it now for I'm ready. All right. And welcome to Nostalgia, a chronological exploration. Uh, <laughs> Sean's in my head. Sean's in my head. 